listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Yay. Hello, thank you for downloading our podcast. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, maybe consider throwing us some cash. Patreon.com slash 9to5cc. That's the one. This is the 200th episode. You think we'd be good at this. Uh, we celebrate the 200th episode by just throwing all of our standard uh, topics of conversations just in the garbage, just completely revamping everything. No, we don't. We talk about video games <laughs> and movies and eating shit and work. the start of the Third World War. Wait, wait, wait. But then we have segments like Best Movie Ever and Mount Rushmore. Yes. yes. What is Mount Rushmore? I mean, you probably could figure it out. But we have a brand new segment. It's at the end of the show. Uh, the show, guys. Episode that weird section in like the early numbers where I think we might be missing an episode. Didn't we delete one? Or something so. that we had to take down? Yeah, I think th- I believe there is like somewhere in between 10 and 20. I think there might be like, we might go like 16, 18 or something. But we never fixed the count because, you know, who needs it? Right. Or maybe we're going to do something real special for episode 201 because that's the real episode. Will we though? No. Yeah, but we also have year in reviews and special guest stars and stuff. Yeah, there's like a... There's way over 200 episodes of, of us. Don't do oh, that. yeah, that's true. There's the movie stuff that pushes us way over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely the movie over. stuff. I mean, yeah. I guess the Fantasia stuff that John and I did is kind of 90s adjacent because we were, we're talking movies and stuff. <coughs> anyway, we made it. Anyway, thanks for 200. listening. 200. Bye. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. It's over. Taking a deep swig of my monster. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the, the, uh, like, the, the thing that I started thinking about where, like, life changes... And, and you just said deep swig of monster. I was like, that certainly changed. It sure did. Early episodes, John was not sober. And then John quit drinking at some point in the middle of the podcast. It's true. <laughs> I was listening to Bizort on the way, uh, preparing for this, seeing uh-huh. if I could find some colorful nuggets to remember out of there. The greatest episode we ever recorded. It's a very six. different tone. <laughs> very different tone. There's a lot of hostility. Yep. I think you're you're like interrupting people was at like a feverish pitch <laughs> and, and we had not grown resilient to it oh. in the way that we have in our old age. <laughs> uh, Scott didn't have a child. Mm. Nope. No. There were four of us. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and start with that. Yep. There yeah. were four of us. Not at the very not on, beginning. Not on the Bizarre episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had, because when 90S started, <clears throat> uh, I think the first episode was just Scott and I and then John, yeah. I think, joined episode two. Yep. And then Sophie was still in Toronto. And then... Uh, she came on, to, jumped on the podcast when she moved back to Montreal. So she only on every visit she made. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I think like she only really showed up probably in the like early twenties, maybe, mm. and then uh, that's that's early enough to be in the. the oh first yeah, year. Like, she's absolutely did a bunch of ninety S's. I would say fifty, no, probably at least fifty, mm. like maybe fifty, sixty mm-hmm. episodes, movie clubs and stuff. Uh, and yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's it. Scott, were you, were you married? Nope. Yeah, it was like, neither of us were married. We were both with our significant others. You did not have a child, and that child is in grade one, grade now. one now. Yeah. John didn't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but and he your did. Dog, and now your dog is like 12. But he did have, <laughs> but he did have a ponytail. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah, John that, also had a ponytail. Yeah. That's true. I was like, and we're, none of us live in the same location? Yep. We've yep. all changed multiple house, times. The houses. podcast has two. Yeah, as has the website. Yeah, it's yeah, changed yeah. homes. Exactly, changed changed hosts of the both the podcast <laughs> and the website since we started off. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. I kind of I like um, 
So I was having a conversation with uh, with Sergio, who uh, is going to be the next guest on Go Plug Yourself next mm-hmm. week. <clears throat> and he was talking about uh, being with your lady for a long time. And we were like, yeah, he's like, it's one of those things you say when you're in a relationship. If you're like, oh, like we're going to be together forever. And, you know, and you're like, we're going to grow old together. But then there's a certain point, like, I mean, I mean, you've been with Riss for 10 years plus. Yep. Yeah. Sarah and I are coming on 12 or 13 or some nonsense. And then you're like, oh, no, this is really probably going to be like one of us is going to watch the other one die. (laughs) (laughs) It's real dark. But I mean, there's always the chance that you're going to go down in a horrible catastrophe. I mean, I hope I hope so. One can hope. I mean, yeah. there, there's a part of me that thinks Thumb and Louise had it, had it down, just like shooting yourself off a cliff in a fancy car. But like at the I age was, of I like 90 something, you know, yeah. like not uh, like young away from the cops, but just being like, let's rent a really nice car and just see if we can fly. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like Final Destination, airplane exploding mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, That could happen too. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And I feel that if you make it to a ripe old age, like just start taking risks. You know? Yeah, you know. Start taking drugs. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but also I, feel I keep like trying to explain that to my coworkers that you know when I retire my high my number one plan is to get high a bunch. And they're like, but why? And I'm like, why not? <laughs> like, I I watch my grandparents watch a whole lot of Price is Right, and that show is way better when you're high. <laughs> like, well, and that's it. But like, we're gonna have like say even if we stopped the podcast today, we're not. But even if we stop the podcast today, as long as we keep these, like, files around, like, when we're, like, ripe and old, like, we have, like, hundreds of hours to, like, reminisce and just, like, go back and listen to What if we hate ourselves? God damn, I was such a wanker when I was 20. (laughs) I'm sure we might, but I think that it's still, like, in a way, I feel it's more fun than, like, looking at old photos. We're going to be able to, like, literally eavesdrop on entire conversations that we've had. So, listening to the Bazort thing, I was warm on Skyrim. I was, like, still in the afterglow of the game just Mm -hmm. coming out. And I think, like, I probably talked about negatively about that game 40 times. But one time I said a nice (laughs) thing about it. It was episode six. Yep. Yeah. And we were really high on Final Fantasy. In Were general, resort. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Final Fantasy. I think we. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, we I only got like halfway through, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we end up ranking the Final Fantasies in that episode. That's weird. That's a game series that I adored, mm-hmm. and then stopped. We. Oh I, yeah. I, I was had this conversation with my barista <laughs> this week about how literally it was voice acting, voice acting, and I I did not beat a Final Fantasy after hmm. voice acting. I beat every Final Fantasy one to nine. Like, even the NES ones I played on emulator, whatever. I went back on 5 when they re-released it on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, voice acting 10, didn't beat it. And then have not played or beat any Final Fantasy since. It's voice acting. You know what it was for me? The it wasn't, it wasn't voice acting. It was uh, the movie. <laughs> the Spir- Ad- Spirits, Advent Spirits Children? Spirits Within. within. Okay. Spirits Within. Yeah. 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 Not Advent Children. Advent, Advent Children five. was like a nice little revisiting of, of a game that I liked. Yeah. But Spirits Within, I was like, oh... Wait, nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing. It's still the voice acting. <laughs> we went to see that in the theater. Didn't we get yep. tickets from CIXS? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I went to go see they, they came and brought them to us. Yep. They're like, these are for you. These are for you. <laughs> <laughs> the two nerd DJs on the radio. A yep. bunch of metalheads are like, what do we do with it? <laughs> Scott and John. Yeah. Pushed they around the desk for a little bit. Like, Ugh. Yeah, no, Spirits of Them was real bad. Yeah. Yep. Like,. And I mean, like, and eight was also not good, and nine, nine was okay. I liked nine. Nine was fine. Yeah. Like it was, I think, a little bit too much. Like revisiting the thing that you're like, hey, don't you love the? Because like it was like a, a direct response to the backlash of eight. Mm-hmm. 
being like too weird and futuristic, and you're like, no, hey, look, the wizard's a little wizard. Yeah. Don't you love it? Like tactics, I played the hell out of that game, yeah, and I loved that game so much. I loved it. Yeah. And it's gone. There's no voice acting. Sure. Is it, again, so I, I so it's actually not gone. Some real fans of that game have made like an insane, updated, ultra hard version of Final Fantasy Tactics by editing all of the logic and whatever to the point where you could play the first battle probably five or six times and lose. Like it's insane <laughs> how hard every single fight is. You were, but you were playing it's on the magnificent. PSP a while ago. Yeah, I was playing on the PSP. I never never yeah. actually finished it. It was too mm-hmm. much. You play for 45 minutes, and then you like one guy gets up, and he starts a chain, like a timed chain, where he hits another guy with a with a phoenix down at range. That guy gets up and gets over and gets another guy, and the whole enemy team gets themselves back up. Back. Yeah. I mean, I like the 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 War of the Lions version, like just just yeah, like the, yeah. the the re update where they they fixed some of the translation. They added a couple character classes and stuff, and a couple of fights were slightly rebalanced. That was good times, and yeah. that that was I think just the way that you didn't have to so, min max it to have fun. Like well, I, I I ran that game like I did so many games back then. The only thing that was like that, an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only thing I I dislike about that game is the Wagger fight. Is where if you do not make your Ramza like a combat spec, you're screwed. Well, there's a couple ways. No, there, all there, involved, are, there are several they, ways. They all involve like preparing for it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if and if you're just playing on your first way through and you happen to like spec Ramza into like. Wizardry White mage. Or <laughs> You're not going to have a good time. Oh, yeah. God be, forbid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. That, and yeah. that's I those one-on-one battles. Like, even if it just, like, if there was a little, uh, like, warning at the beginning of the game being like, sometimes you're going to have to fight one-on-one with Ramza. Yeah. Just just prepare about that. Like, there's a million ways to beat Wygriff. Like, I did it as a dragoon, jumping and smashing him. I've mm-hmm. done it. The, just running away. Steal his sword. Running away and yelling. Yeah. It's the classic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Help, that's yeah. why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Running away and screaming until you get six, so hold on, hold on. This, six this, actions This turn. was a 9ES episode 200 reminiscing. It appears to now be Final Fantasy Tactics reminiscing. <laughs> well, I mean, but we talked about Final Fantasy on Bzort. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if anything, this is Bzort too. Right. Uh, but yeah. I had, I had Ramza Squire and then the shooting one. Mm-hmm. Chemist, Chemist, I think, no. could get it. Mechanic, maybe? No. Well, there was another character who was Mediator. a mechanic, but that's Mustadio. Yeah, Me- and you well, could copy the skill to like, use the pistol. But Mediator could also Mediator use the could do it, yeah. And then uh, Bard, Bard, Dancer, Dancer. That was my, <laughs> my team. And there was exactly that principle. Run away until everyone was moving so fast that they you couldn't run in. Yeah. Yep. Like in, the, in the Final Fantasy World of the Lions, you, there's, you can get the character from uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, mm-hmm. but he has Ramza's build, so you can get another guy with Yell, because it's a unique ability, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. Like, so you can just have two dudes just, just running around screaming. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, just imagine two guys singing happy songs like Jaskier from The Witcher, and then two <laughs> dancing ladies. Yeah. Entering every battle that way. Yeah. I was. I also remember just grinding like things to, with my mediator all the time. Just being like, "Up, oh, mediator doesn't work. Restart battle." Which I was like, "Okay, I understand we're here to fight, but have you considered the good news of Ramza?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. That is funny considering your entire life. You know, <laughs> just standing outside the metro, going, "Hey, have you considered mediator?" Ramza? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, but it's such a. It's do, you have a do you have a moment to talk about Ramza? Yeah. Can Media you read was... this? Can you read this little magazine I made? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Delita. Uh, jury's out on Delita. Uh, uh, good time. I think yeah. I feel that there's nothing more reminiscent about 90s than if we just talk about old video games that we yeah. used to play. This yeah. is vintage 90s. So yeah, but in this episode, we have I think we're going to be visiting uh, 
a fan favorite segment, right? Because Scott finally, months later, watched. Wait, is that a fan ever? favorite, or is it just us who really enjoys making each other watch shitty movies? I don't know. I feel so- sometimes people like chime in and they're like, "Whoa, that movie's real bad." <laughs> and then we also potentially have a new segment. Yeah, that we're gonna throw yeah. out. So like, this is stuff. Yeah, right, right. There's we things next. Um, old and current and new. And you know, and you might as well listen to this episode now before Be- World War Three. I was gonna say before there's a nuclear meltdown in Pickering. <laughs> Yeah, they said it was an like a sent in error pretty quickly. Yeah, after. but then apparently, yeah, apparently, and, the, and there was an earthquake this morning. And there was an earthquake this morning, which I didn't notice. The train, I runs, woke up. The train, and there's a continent on fire. And there's a yes. continent on fire, and it was plus ten on Saturday or whatever the heck it was, and then minus twenty today. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the the Pickering thing though. So the article that I read about it was just talking about yes, it was an error, yeah. and, and we yeah. like. They caught that it was an error pretty quickly, but apparently the whole entire system is like the warning system is just garbage. Like apparently it's like decades behind the nuclear warning system that like the United States have and whatever. That's I was like, crazy. Wow, don't move to Pickering, where you're like I have family in Pickering. Well, to yeah. get them out of there. They live near a nuclear reactor that they apparently have a bad warning system for. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine yeah. just like you, like waking up and getting that message like? You drive the fuck out of town? What do you do? It reminds me of the, the Hawaii thing mm-hmm. from, what, was it a year or two ago? Yep. Yeah, the, the missile warning? Yeah, and, and that's, yeah. Even wor- that's even worse because you're in Hawaii. Like, yeah. Like, Pickering, you're like, yeah, if there's, like, impending meltdown at the core, you're like, you could put a good chunk of distance between you and the reactor pretty quickly. Like You and everybody else? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, if you don't sit around wondering what the warning means. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. If you're like, if I'm not staying tuned, everybody in the car, let's bounce. But... But even then, I'm just like, like funneling out the highways, whatever. It's going to make a big traffic jam and all that. But like, on the 417, you don't say. But I'm like, how how long? Hey, hey, world, how long does it take? Like, one, from the when they're like, uh oh, reactor meltdown. Mm-hmm. What's like the timeline before it like reaches like critical mass? Like, I think it probably really depends on like a million. It wasn't factors. like Chernobyl like going down for a day before it got like screwed up. Mm. So the thing that actually triggered it was they were running tests on the reactor after hours. Mm-hmm. And then they were doing the, the tests. They were like, they were kind of doing them slipshod because they had to get them done by the end of the month. They only had so many, t- so much time to do it in and then they fucked it up and then it just, it went off after yeah. that. So it wasn't that long. Right. Yeah. But they, so they were like, uh-oh, and then it just went down? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it was one of the other ones? So there's only been like I the two, right? Fukushima and, and, and I bet you there's a bunch of other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Secret ones. I've I've read about like zones in Russia where you just don't go. They were blown up missiles or who knows what. Did we ever talk about that weird iconography thing uh, about nuclear waste? I'm like, into this. <laughs> okay, so there's these symbols that they have designed to represent nuclear waste and stuff for a bunch of like the nuclear waste that they've buried in the desert. In the possibility that civilization collapses and they need to scare away the people who come after. And, yeah. and with the understanding that. Uh, those people might not speak the same language. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there's like yeah. a, this whole... Like the gold disc on Voyager. Yeah. Right, but but then think about what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare the people away in such a way that they won't think that there's actually treasure hidden in there and therefore they must go in. Yeah, you know? it's, so it's, like, yeah it's very specific. It's yeah. not like keep out danger because you're like, man, you would write that if like if your gold was in there. Yeah. You want to be like, no, 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 no. You'll die. Because <laughs> it will always be a threat and like yeah. that threat that threat will persist beyond... <laughs> like humans are alive, like like even uh, like a like a an extinction level event will not remove that threat from like the holes in the desert or whatever. So if aliens even come, they're like they designed it with yeah like iconography to do that. Hmm. But I thought it was imagine what a weird job. 
Fascinating. Like, really. just to try to come out to your, like, I want to get the impression up. I can't remember where it is. Like, look it up. It's yep. kind of funny. And I was like, I don't know. I, what do you see? What do you do when you see That's, these symbols? That right there is 200 episodes of podcast quality coming in. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. Go, go look it up or whatever. <laughs> go look it up. Uh, think think about that for a second, Keith. You, you have people who are ready to, to delve in and use their design and linguistic skills. Mm-hmm. And the Florida Panthers can hire no one to put together a tribute showcase. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. Explain. Explain. Oli Jokinen's wife uh, called out the Florida Panthers saying, so this player has the all-time franchise lead and points scored for you guys, and this is his tribute in the arena, and it's two 8x10 pictures hanging from wires in a glass case, uh-huh. a puck on the floor, and a Florida Panthers jersey with his name and number, but the new jersey the new style of jersey, the, the one with the gold on it, that he never wore while playing for them. Wow. So, like, so like they went down name, to the put gift his name shop on, and yeah, put his the name jersey on from it. the store. <laughs> and put it in um, a glass case that is literally the size of this wall, uh-huh. which is, you know, 10 by 10. Yeah, so it's, it's huge. Yeah. And there's two little pictures, a puck, and a jersey that he never wore saying, thanks. Thanks for your tribute, Oli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there's a ton of these all over the place. The Barkov one is one they, picture they, they, and a they hockey put a, puck on the floor. <laughs> this is just the Panthers? Just the Panthers. <clears throat> well, I mean, they're the Panthers. Like, they're crap. Like, they're garbage. Yep. They live and play in a mall. Florida. <laughs> yeah, but like Sunrise. Like, Sunrise, Florida. Like, not, mm-hmm. like, cool. Not like Tampa Bay. Not like Miami. Like, no. Like, Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Like, but they, you know there's a guy who, who works in Montreal or in Toronto. <laughs> or I don't know. Who's man. just like, please? Give me, give me three weeks and five like grand. Like, remember like, there's that on. dude, that Montrealer dude, who made the, the beautiful... Tim Thompson. Yeah, Tim Thompson. From Hockey Night in Canada. Correct. So Tim Thompson made these beautiful, uh, like, tribute videos to, for every playoff series that, like, recounted, like, the previous playoff series, whatever. All the, like, inspirational music. Found the best mm-hmm. clips. Like, cut them together with movie quotes. This is like, just a fan? T- no, no. He no, worked for Hockey Night in Canada. For CBC, and then when Rogers bought, it, they were like, "We don't need that guy." And he was like, "He got, and apparently he got like paid by the video. He wasn't even a full time staffer." That's the saddest thing, you know. Rogers, it, man, it, <laughs> we're gonna watch some of those after we finish recording, John, because they are outstanding. I There's, think I think I've actually seen a couple of them. Yeah, I remember when like they, when immediately, they're... like you watch them and you're like, "I care about." I this am pumped game. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one way or the other, they're not even like pro the, or the Montreal like, Boston series. He made one for every game. Yeah, a different one. Okay, okay. So I've been like tuned out of hockey for so long, but I remember when Rogers came in and they fucked everything up with their broadcasting. Is that still all fucked up? Like, can you not subscribe to a single service to get all the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to. You need. You need to have cable with three channels to watch all of the hockey. Fuck that. On the other side, correct. Yeah. Devil's advocate here. They did fire Don Cherry. You yeah, bet anybody would have yeah, fired Yeah, but it Don took Cherry. years, and he had to fuck himself up, you know? Well, he, and, they could have done it to him. That's they, just a waiting game. That's like how you play. No. Well, I mean, at the same time, they, they brought this out on Puck Soup, too. They were like, they, they got, like, they're, they are spending more money than they're making, and they're, like, they haven't revitalized the product the way they thought they would and whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they got, they overpaid for the contract, and they've been trying to shed money all over the place. Yeah. Cherry was the only thing that was popular one of the only things that was popular, but the thing is, but they wanted to get rid of his contract. He's the highest paid guy. Sure, sure. How thing. much was he making? Is that public? I think it was like $10 million a season. Yeah. Oh, my God. For eight minutes of for work a night. For eight minutes of work a night on oh, Saturday night. Eight minutes of work a night. Mother night. of God. Yeah, on Saturdays. <laughs> eight minutes of work on uh, Saturdays. Speaking of, of funky sports stuff, uh-huh. I saw a great little documentary about um, 
computer programming graphics and technology in sports. Okay. And how the first one to do it was the NHL on Fox with the glow puck. Huh. Ah. And they put all those infrared and they sensors were like, in the never puck. again. Yeah. No, it wasn't that it was never again. It was fine on Fox. And then ABC got the contract and we're like, eh, people complain. We're, we're not going to do it. But the company that did all of that tracking and graphic design mm-hmm. uh, all left the NHL immediately once they lost their jobs there to form their own company, which then immediately signed a contract with the NFL to make the first down yellow line right on right, the field. Right. That like goes underneath everything. That goes underneath everything. Every yeah. player, every ball, and it goes perfectly. Mm-hmm. No matter what the camera angle is, no matter what the tilt is, they have everything programmed hmm. to That's deal awesome. with that. And they put other information on it. And the documentary was like, it only really messed up this one time when it was a snow game where they couldn't, you know, the, the, the yellow line started work, like yeah. pasting over players and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, but it did really work to show the numbers that were covered up by the snow. So you knew exactly where they were on the field. Hmm. And then they went on to work for Major League Baseball, which does the strike zone tracking hmm. now, which is that's cool don't as watch hell. baseball, but it's yeah. almost impossible to watch. Think of watching baseball before that stuff, the way that the. Yeah, because you're just, you're just eyeballing it, like, hmm, like squinting, Maybe, and you're I like, I know. guess. And the camera angle varies so differently. And they, and they do, do, like, full speed of every single pitch that's mm-hmm. not tracked by a radar gun anymore. Like, it's it's perfectly tracked by the computer system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robot all, umps? Is that the future? I don't think so, but also baseball umps have, like, a greater percentage of success than almost any other sport. Referees How think? could they fix the games if they had robot umps, Keith? Sure, they could not fix the games, but, and therefore they will like not. But percentage-wise of the umpires calling it, like it's, they're, they're yeah, they're really good at their some, job. Someone, someone ran put put the robots data on top of the umpire, and mm-hmm. they're like shockingly on. They're it's like, like high ninety-eight percent. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're very very. I guess good that's true. Like baseball is a lot more. I mean, it's why it works so well for statistics, right? It's like yeah. a lot. It's, it's like a lot more isolated incidents to do calculations on. And yeah. so I guess if you were fixing it with the MC, you would. It would be a lot more obvious. you got to fix it with the players. That's now. what they do, right? Yeah, it's exactly. the, they take the drugs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the Astros just got caught uh, stealing signs with cameras and computers and a big garbage can. I heard about that. It's some guy <laughs> banging the garbage can. It's going to be a curveball. <laughs> Bong. Yeah. <laughs> And imagine like some dude in the outfield, or whatever. but imagine you're like you're like God, that guy's the worst. You're watching this sport. I'm garbage fan guy. <laughs> okay, but how how do you attend those games on the regular and not notice that there's somebody banging on the garbage can all the time? And start thinking about it because it's you know? only home teams that can do it because you have to have your cameras set up in your field to steal right. signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the visiting teams cycle in and out; they're not mm-hmm. there all the time. No, 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 but I mean in the stands. Like you go. Well, like... No, it's not in the stands. It was a guy on a computer in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So down the the steps from the dugout. Right. Yeah. Uh, Clanging on it in the hall. Like you'd have yeah. to in the hall. So it kind of only echoed a little bit out onto yeah, the field. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You'd have to be listening to the pretty, uh, pretty carefully, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, sports. Sports and fixing. Anyway, the Habs, Habs are garbage. Right. So I've stopped caring. Yep. <clears throat> What else is Whoa. it? You sound like Harry Price. Mm-hmm. So okay, let's. We should. We should. We should talk about this just so if in the ashes of civilization they find this podcast, oh, they, yeah. they'll notice that we were in fact aware of 
Qasem Soleimani, like uh, the U.S. just assassinating the fucking vice president, not vice president, but like a second in command yeah, kind of type of guy. Yeah, uh, like the Colin Powell, the, the like right military commander, like an important figure of the military, a yeah. top figure in their military, just for whatever's. That's what happened, right? It would be like the Minister of Defense of Canada, right? Well, okay, yeah. listen. Canadian Here's Minister what happened. Back in like 2000, was that? Hang on. I can't remember the dates exactly. Or 2011, where Trump was like, guaranteed Obama's going to like go to war with Iran or whatever. Yeah. And he, he had all these tweets. He had a whole video like he's going to do it. And this is what – because – anyway. So Obama didn't, right? And then like, you know, Trump was like, well, it was a good idea. I think there's like 700 element, you know, incidences of his hypocrisy. Isn't there a whole Trump on Trump? Twitter account yeah, yeah, that yeah, just, yeah. just quotes his... Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying. But I was like, I feel the guy's like, you know, he's a hustler, man. He's like, that was a really good idea and nobody used it, so... I'm, I'm, <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to use it now in 2019, 2020. The, the, yeah. the Tom Petty of American presidents. <laughs> I wrote this great song for this person, but it was really great, so I didn't give it to them. I did it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he gave it. He gave it away for free to Obama and then he just did it. Oh, my God. It's... it's And it was like, like a, a frightening, crazy assassination right like a drone attack yeah hunt them down hd cameras i don't know if they used it on this one but they used recently a new type of drone assassination tool that is a missile that flies through the air towards its target and rather than exploding or doing or like bumping into the person swords pop out of the nose of it so it's like imagine they're all like tucked in so that they're flat with the surface of the missile and they go boom so that they're all like in in a radial spread around and then it just slams into whatever it's going so it's like mm. a kinetic weapon rather than an explosive one like blade sword or the phantasm ball it's a rocket with eight swords on it okay and then the thing with this is that <laughs> we're back to final fantasy <laughs> gun swords <laughs> these these would never have been usable except that they have finally developed the pin the accuracy to deliver a weapon like that yeah right i don't know if it was used on him but they were talking about this recently as a, the new of well, weapons. no, because there were other casualties. So, well, if it's like if so, the guy who I mean, was I assassinated hit a by building, this, I mean, not building, it hit the truck, yeah, and it killed everybody who's in the truck with him. Yep. But it's still not a rocket, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's some a silver lining, if that is what they use. I mean, I don't know. What if they get enough of them up there and they just start smacking everybody who's a dissident? Well, I mean, it, wait, that's totally the the plot of Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah. I think Trump saw that and was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say though. With that technology, mm-hmm. at least, it does <clears throat> allow you to take out a car and not, like, a school by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which, I mean, they've also done. Or an airplane by accident. Wait, no, yeah. that just happened, too. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. yes. With... Or not. All the conspiracy sites are saying there was it was, like, Soleimani, Soleimani's people fleeing Iran, and they decided to take them all out. There's a lot of people who said that there were six Canadian nuclear scientists on there who were getting the fuck out of Dodge, mm-hmm. that they all got, that it was that. You know, we're gonna maybe we'll find out later. I guess so. Well, I mean, it's a pretty big deal when I think Trudeau is like an Iranian missile. Definitely is. He's like, I believe it. Like without pinning it on necessarily Iran, but he believes. No, no, it. no they took. They said that. It was, oh, was it? Yeah, they, yeah. So Iran yeah. says like we we did it by accident, and the general or whatever the guy who was in charge of that surface air missile says it was my fault. I totally fucked up. There was they were on a state of high alert with the war with with the U.S. This guy, the plane. I don't know if it was like close to or it got into protected airspace, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were actually warned about it. Who knows? The other thing that I heard that's great is that they're saying that their surface-to-air missile shit was hacked, and that they this thing shot out. It's just making a giant incident, but they're they're unable to admit that they got hacked because then they'd have to admit that their giant missile defense system was of no use to them. Hmm. Yeah. Wonderful, isn't it though? Anyway, so that's twenty twenty, <laughs> right? It was like the. 
And Australia's on fire. And Australia's on fire. fire. One billion animals dead in Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks. And it is not going to end for months, right? They're still at the start of fire season. There was... uh, What was I watching? A thing... I don't know. I can't remember where it was. But it's just like... it's, It's bigger than... Like... It's bigger than every other forest fire on the planet last year combined, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like significantly. Yeah, yeah, by like double. You know, so like think about like how crazy the like California fires were, or how like, mad everyone was about the Amazon. The BC. Yeah, yeah, BC, the Amazon fires, and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's bigger than every fire on the planet in 2019 combined. So, in terms of temperature overall increase, I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to, how how you can analyze this and not freak out. So. It's overall ten- temperature increase since 1900, right, mm-hmm. is 1.1 degrees. Yeah. Right? That's what, that's what we're at right now. Yeah. Okay? We've locked into three. So however bad we think that things are off of the median, imagine that we now have to double that distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how is civilization going to continue? If, the, if one out of three, level one out of three is like Australia burned down. Yeah. And there, there's, it's like 10 degrees in January. Yeah. What's three out of three? There's Us a, learning to make volcanoes explode and fill the skies with black ash that you know block out the sun and reduce the temperature, like, it, us, it, like Iceland did. Or some other technological answer. Somebody to come up with enough carbon capture to get get that out. I like, uh, again, I mean, I, I like those. Woo! I always look at those those the like. There's a I subscribe to the correspondent, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were just sort of like talking about how. You know, they're like 2020 is the year where we where we started reversing like the negative climate change or whatever. Right. Like obviously, it's like a like an article like written about optimism, and that's I think the the one like yes, every day that they're not fixing it is it gets worse and worse. But they were like the one thing that they're like the even the most pessimistic scientists have to admit is that they're like we don't know the resiliency of the planet because like they and they they keep going back to the hole in the ozone layer. Mm-hmm. It's like that should not have repaired itself as far as scientists knew. As quickly as it did, right? You know, right. so they're, so they're like, we we know how bad the damage is, and there is a point of no return, and like, there's like a bunch of things. They're like, it's not a like, it's okay as long as we, you know, do. Yeah. But yeah. they're just sort of like the resiliency of the ecosystem and the planet is like the only like kind of maybe like back pocket thing that we got left is because if you use the hole in the ozone layer as an example, like they were saying that it would take it wouldn't be fixed until like 2040 or whatever, and right. it was like what like 15, 20 years, and they're like, hey, we did it, you know, like. So, I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully there'll be some something that changes. Bernie Sanders is leading the polls, certain polls, specifically certain Iowa. Polls. Well, specifically Iowa. Right. He's leading the polls in Iowa, and Iowa has determined the president, like, huh. in the last, like, 20 elections or something. That, that would be a really good sign yeah. to me if, if he actually wins. But I would bet anything, maybe not anything, but I would bet a lot that they're going to kill him before he wins. With a heart attack? Yep. That's it. That's that's all happening at the same time when Joe Biden was saying he would consider a Republican running mate. So, who the fuck knows what's going on there. I mean, I don't, dude. I wouldn't even be opposed to that weird nonsense. If you could just get a weird unified house to like actually get some stuff done, like if it was the right stuff done, like I was like, because otherwise, that's America officially giving up on the notion of democracy at that point, right? There's like there are no political parties. There's the ruling class and there's the rest. But I mean, of but that's but that's <laughs> like, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's. Least, you know, I will give them points for honesty. On that, exactly. On that where where if, that, if that's what it's going to take to not have like the House and the Senate block whatever 
they're the opposition of them is doing like yep. you know okay so it's very important every time anybody talks about joe biden you have to talk about creepy uncle biden mm-hmm. so your homework yep. assignment is to youtube go and to youtube and look up creepy uncle There's biden so many that's it no listener this is very important he, he cannot be mentioned without it being really widely talked about that he's a fucking pedophile and he molests people's children in front of their parents <laughs> so creepy it is so creepy but he, yeah, yeah. So the the, the front runners are like Sanders, Biden, and yeah. uh, Elizabeth Warren and Warren. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, like, I feel bad. Like, I feel Warren would probably make Sorry, a good Warren. go yeah. good go of it. But I was like, she would just. I feel just get eviscerated against Trump. Yep. Like in 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 the war of like media popular. It's the popular kid party. You know, that's what it is. If one can set, can out talk the other one, you're done. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like it would just it would be such a mess. Like and and that's why I mean it sucks, but like she it, should be angling to position herself as a a wonderful running mate. Eh. Mm. In her defense, she would perform better than Biden would in such a contest. I don't. I I believe to someone with a reasonable like ear for like facts and knowledge, yes. But I feel that there's so much like rabble rousing and like drum beating in America that it doesn't matter what she's saying. They mm-hmm. would just be like Trump just screamed over a lady, and I like that about him. Like, you know what I mean? I feel that, sure, like, sure. that's what I'm saying. I think that she would perform better in a debate, probably, yeah. than anyone maybe other than Sanders. Like, <clears throat> but the end of the day, you'd have a, an orange monster screaming at a lady, mm-hmm. and for some reason, people would respond to that. Like, yep. but yeah, it's like, to me, it has, it, like, and I, this is not an endorsement of Biden's politics. I'm just saying, but like, in those, like, standing head-to-head things, like, it has to be Biden or Sanders, I think, to... Even of the of the current DNC, like imagine Buttigieg, like Trump is just gonna like sit there and just make fun of him, like you know, like it doesn't it doesn't matter what his politics or whatever are. It's... I I will tell you this though, Buttigieg is the one candidate who has the chance of looking like a wounded puppy when Trump makes fun of him. Yeah, and don't discount that. You can laugh at that, mm-hmm. but it might cross over from him being the the man who said calls it like it is to the man who's actually just kind of mean. Yeah. Just crying? Because you see you're like, Donald Trump made fun of, fun. <laughs> made Trump made fun of a child. He crossed the line. He really child. hurt his feelings. <laughs> He's just mean. That's not, yeah. that's not right. Uh-huh. What did he do other than just want to be president one day? So it was my brother's uh, child's... Um, what do you call Christening. It? No, not christening. Little, little party you have a bridal... Baby shower? Baby shower mm-hmm. is a baby shower. There was a pretty sweet... Um, uh, what do you call it when a guy dresses up a lady and sings a song? Drag. Drag. It was a great drag performance. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's that. Who did the drag? Crystal Slippers, mm-hmm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. I might have, might have mistaken that. Mm-hmm. What did he sing? Or they you sing? know, I'm sad that I don't remember the name of it. But it was like that big band kind of – it's like a big band and then like one lady singing about how much she loves you in the, in the front. You know that style, 20s, 30s? Yeah, People yeah. don't sing sure. like that mm-hmm. no more. Postmodern jukebox on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All people singing like that. Yeah, yeah. there was a French show a couple of years ago uh, that was like that. It was something in space, and it was really it was kind of like funny. It was like the the, the principal was kind of it was sort of like a Fallout esque setup where it was like a like some like there's some sort of an apocalypse or whatever, and like a, a satellite got like shot into space <laughs> in like the fifties that like had like pers- lived on <laughs> like post apocalypse, and then they were just sort of like and it was like a concert for this satellite. And you were like, you were crew members of the satellite. So all the music was like, all kind of like dark, like. Fallouty kind of? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, well, but I mean, like, it was all like happy swing music, but all the lyrics were just about how, like, humanity was over. Right. It was fun. It was good. 
Uh-huh. Oscar nominations came out. Oh, yeah. Today. Nothing for Uncut Gems. Nothing. Shocking. Well, shocking and not. It's an Adam Sandler movie. But apparently, like... So, how shocked are you that the new Adam Sandler movie didn't yeah, get well, no, it? Come on now. Like, I, the, here, this is the thing that has my... Has, I really want to see it. Uh, Alex uh, from Club Montreal. Like, I don't think I've... I'd have to go check. I don't believe he's maybe given a handful of movies five stars. And he, he mm-hmm. gave Uncut Gems five stars. He's like oh, a cool. hard, hard man to please. I usually agree with his reviews. And, like, I, I usually think he's too harsh on stuff where he's like he's like a lot of fun at the movies good story good acting da 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 three stars you know like like a three star movie is he's like it is worth watching like he's that, the, he's the Dave fair. Meltzer of movies yeah exactly that's it so I mean so is this part of the Netflix Adam Sandler no I don't know this is a, a theatrical release <laughs> thing, but he's, it looks cool he phones just, it in on, yeah. on Netflix but yeah, but, and yeah, gives it a five star Joker with eleven noms or whatever. How yep. does that make? Okay, that, that's here. Warner Brothers putting the other half of the the budget to work. Yeah, yeah. get mm-hmm. out of here! They all the money they saved on production. Yep. Have we all seen Joker now? No, no. but uh, I mean, we okay. all know it. Yeah, yeah. You, you've, you've talked about it. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's all am spoiled. I the only one who's seen it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Facts. Huh. Yep. It only came out on video uh, like a week or two ago. Eleven. Are there any other surprises out of the Oscars? I, uh, I mean, us us had zero. Yeah. Which I mean, I thought they could have gotten a something something. Every, like, like every best director was a dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, nice. no ladies. Parasite was nominated for best picture. Yeah. I, I had a lot of people tell me that was amazing. I right. saw it. Yeah. When I was one of those people. Yep. Sure <laughs> were. Yeah. Um, Knives Out was not. Ooh. That kind of hurt. That's I heard a, I heard a lot of people say that was great. Yeah, it yeah. was my favorite movie of the year. I mean, Irishman had a bunch of noms. Yeah, uh, I liked uh, Irishman. Willem Dafoe was nominated for best. I'm not, yeah. Willem Dafoe was nominated for best supporting actor for his role in The Lighthouse, which makes me so much more excited to watch it now. I'm I'm super into going to see it. I had a lot of people say yeah. it was it was great. Also, it, it's Willem Dafoe just yeah. losing his goddamn mind on film again. I can't wait. Pattinson's all right too. Yeah. 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 You know, I I don't like. I mean, it's the Oscars, who cares, but, like... Yeah. Representation matters, and they do have an effect on what movies come out and who makes yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, exactly, that's it. I can't... Uh, I mean, I guess we, we can follow up that with uh, the Ricky Gervais did, I think... He said it was his last I Golden mean, Blows. he was pretty much straight ripping on everybody Everybody, there. all the, the whole way like, I, It's like, some of it's hacky, but some of it's fine, or whatever. His yeah. acceptance speech bit was great. Like, just come up here and don't make a political statement because you all work you, for Hollywood and you're millionaires and shove it. Yeah. So good. Yeah, he's like, you all so work. Good. He's like, every one of you works for, like, Apple and Disney and Amazon. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's like, I don't. And, like, and to his credit. He's right. He's only ever done shit for Netflix, mm-hmm. which, as of yet, has not done anything completely evil, like, they, other than, like, competitive <laughs> television <laughs> making. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, signed like, Adam Sandler to a six-picture deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, but... <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you're gonna compare evil corporate multi-billion yeah, no, dollar companies, Netflix is okay compared to Apple, Amazon, yeah. and Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Warner Brothers, Time Warner, AOL. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And he's just he's like, he's like, don't look at that. He's like, I don't work for them. You do, and you do. Yeah. So shove your political statement because I know how you paid your bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Great. Other people are like Oof. laughing. He's like, no, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And he, he made the same dig as he was just sort of like, we, uh, he's like, there's no, because uh, the, the Globes had no, uh, no lady directors um, nominated either, uh-huh. which is all like, <clears throat> and he was just sort of like, but don't worry, he's like, I'm going to go back and I talk to them. And they're just going to go back to the way, like, 
they're going to fix this where women just aren't allowed to direct anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the well, way things used to be, you know? Like, well, notice for best actor, it's a bunch of white people because, as we know, the Hollywood foreign press are incredibly racist. <laughs> not Ooh. a joke. Just moves <laughs> not on. Not a joke. Uh, Greta Gerwig didn't get an arm at all either. Like, which it is what it is, man. Because apparently, the at least they feel like they nominated Parasite. That's that's uh, a mm-hmm. cultural and, and diverse, diverse diverse nod nod and that's it. I'm yeah. not sure and and they nominated Joker. So I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, oof. you know, you know, Joker. Where uh, a normalizing disenfran- incel behavior. A different a disenfranchised white guy goes crazy and kills people. <laughs> and is lauded. <laughs> And is lauded as a hero for it. <laughs> exactly. And is celebrated. Ooh. Uh, yeah, apparently the uh, the ending of Pretty Women, I just, like, uh, Little Women. Little Women. Little Women. Pretty Women. Uh, I mean, I've seen the the, the, the Winona Ryder version of it that everybody saw. Uh, but, yeah, but apparently the ending of it is, like, is is amazing. Like, it's, like, I think the only brilliant. nom from it was Cherise Ronan was nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah so, if you're familiar with the story of Little Women, mm-hmm. uh, so Joe becomes a writer, and she has like this uh, kind of like there's like this will they won't they romance while she's also trying to like sell a book, mm-hmm. and then the way the the, la- the last like I guess like ten minutes of the film are shot is like they're uh, she's trying to like pitch her book, and then they're like oh like where's like the storybook ending, and she's like well like there isn't one. And they're sort of like, oh, but like it'll sell more. So then, like the movie like shifts mm-hmm. tone to like brightly, like kind of like overexposed and like a super happy over the top, like which is as the book ends. That's great. Which yeah. is like a happy, um, like ending for Joe and her like romance and whatever, and they get like married in the happily ever after. But like it's completely done in a different style. In a different style, yeah. as though you're just like, yeah, this is just how she's ending the book. This isn't real. At all, and then when like and when the book closes, it like at the end because it opens with the um, the original author, and when all it right. closes, it says like like Joe, what's her name, like the character from Little Women. So uh, apparently, it's just like it's a very neat way to do the storybook ending that kind of is in the book for no reason, right. while saying this is probably not how yeah. things ended up. <laughs> you know, like it's just this is her appeasing the publisher. So like stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, you're, and I mean, you're a good director, also, Greta Gerwig. Nope. You're Speaking not as of, good as the guy who directed, uh, you know, The King of Comedy, but with the Joker. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you you cut and paste Martin Scorsese's work and got now you're nominated for Best Director. I can't believe he's nominated for Best Director. <laughs> I can't believe he's nominated for Best Director. They're nominated for Best Director. They're nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Like, I, I was ready to give them the nod for Best Actor because Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. he works. Yeah. He works. Maybe best cinematography. They they do a lot of did Greta, interesting. Did Greta Von Fleet ever win it? Over the lighthouse. I mean, probably not. I'm saying nominations. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, they yeah, get a nom. nod for it. My question but, is: uh, Did Greta Von Fleet ever get nominated or won for a Grammy? Because they ruined everything. You can't just be Led Zeppelin and start getting awards. <laughs> like, have you ever listened to Greta Von Fleet? No. Oh man, what is it? It's just Led Zeppelin. They're banned. They're like they're out right now. They're popular. They're yeah. touring, and it's. They're Led Zeppelin. Like, it's, they're exactly like a band that, like, not like a band that, like, oh, we got together in high school and we were like Led Zeppelin and then we, like... Okay, but they were a pretty talented band. Like, if you could oh. do five and and it was amazing, <laughs> like, that would be I'm cool. not, but it, I'm just saying, though, you don't get points for creativity then. No. Like, like how much, how much of the process of making movies or making music is doing something that's new? 
Oh, you know, come on. I mean, you, you want to put a little new twist on things, but, you know. But as I'm saying, like, but, but to get nominated for Best Director because you just yeah, ripped yeah. Scorsese, like, completely, like... Eh, I'm like, and again, to be nominated against Scorsese. To be nominated against Scorsese, <laughs> exactly. Imagine, imagine you beat Scorsese. Oh, God. You guys are making me feel like I need to see this movie now. To, you uh, probably should see. I probably should that. see Joker. Yeah. It's it's and the thing is, I think it's not it's not a that's not a slam on the film. Like it's like yeah, like if you were just sort of like they made a movie about the Joker, but it was a, like a Scorsese thing. I'm like cool, a plus. That's not best director. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. That that movie can be perfectly fine, perfectly entertaining, and very good. I'm not going to say it's the best director if you just sat there and ripped off another guy's work. Like mm-hmm. it could still be cool. Did not see it. Yep. Anyway, speaking of things we did see, yeah, I want to hear guys about this. Made me watch. Let's hear it. Oh yeah, it's been it's been so long, dude. So I think long. we nominated this in like October. No, it has not been that long. It's been about a month. It's been long. It's been two episodes since since the nomination. I feel it's been so. There was one regular episode, and there was one year in review episode since I received the nom. And what was it? Pink Flamingos hey, by John Waters. John Waters. This is great because I did not need to print out the Wikipedia page because it was written, directed, <laughs> produced, and edited by John Waters. And like was starring a, in a, in a, at least and, co-starring. And narrated by. Yeah, narrated by. A passion yeah. project, would you say? Was there passion? I, there was passion and i can say that because every single line of dialogue was delivered like it was a community theater play and they had no microphones or pa system and they had to yell it into the film audience yeah it's it's like it's just they're just screaming i'm surprised you didn't watch this john acting acting is not not a forte in the movie but but i also i was telling this to scott like the acting is so cranked up that I mean, Keith, you haven't seen it for twenty years, all right? Like, but I'm just saying. But I, I feel that like, but <laughs> you at, just told me you haven't seen it. I have not seen it in one for twenty, for 20 years, years. But, but at the same time, but you don't think that there's part of it that is like Waters realizing that his actors are just garbage, and then he's just like scream everything. Sure, <laughs> you know what I mean. Maybe, maybe, maybe the actors were great, and, and he Waters was, was still going to scream at everything. More oh, passion. <laughs> Exactly. There could have been Jeremy Irons in, in Dungeons and Dragons. Right? Like, but, like, but like from what I remember though, it's uniform, so it has to be a director's choice. Like it can't be yeah. like there isn't one person showing up and like delivering things straight. It's the, everybody is screaming everything. The plot is extremely thin. Mm-hmm. The idea What's of the it plot? is there is a woman oh. divine mm. who is the filthiest person alive. She mm-hmm. takes great pride in this. Mm-hmm. She lives in a trailer what with does that her mean. She's filthy. What yeah, but like in what the film man? will explore this. Yeah. <laughs> Taboo. She lives her life according to crossing the taboo lines. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in a trailer with her messed up family, who are all loving and supportive of her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. In, of filth. Of filth, and partake in it in their own little ways. Mm-hmm. And then there's another couple, the Marbles, who desperately want to take this title from her, and also live an extremely messed up lifestyle of trying to cross taboos. Hmm. So... And what they was, hate each other. What's the production date on this, Biz? 1972, I want to say. Okay. So you're saying filthy and messed up, and it's like 1972 standards. So yes. You're, so what What examples? Yeah. How did, what does the film open with, if you remember? Um, you just watched wow. this like a day ago. Isn't it scarred? Yeah. Like, I, just, I was getting like text messages being like, woof. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pink flamingos. Oh, God. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, so before we even get into the, the like scene by scene breakdown, I was interested by this movie. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed by this movie. 
I was very impressed by his ability to hit every single taboo that someone said, you can never put that in a movie. <laughs> as, as existed in 1972. As existed in 1972. <laughs> uh, the example I, I mentioned before was rampant homophobia. Wait, in 1972, you could put that in a movie. So huh. John Waters felt no need to address that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's homophobic in this movie. <laughs> because, you know, whatever. Like, there was enough of that That's James not a taboo. Bond. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, there is sexual assault. There is animal abuse. There is um, involuntary impregnation, on-screen masturbation, on-screen sex, uh, kink fetish, um, slavery, cannibalism, murder. Actual uh, cannibalism? Murder? Well, I mean... Simulate. The characters simulate because other things are not simulated. Yes, as we're, well, as no, we're that that, that gets that yeah. gets there that later. Yeah. Yes, uh, the heroes are presented as being fine with these things, like committing cannibalism, committing murder, committing hmm. the divine son in the movie, uh, straight up incest, lots, <laughs> lots of incest, and and none of it represented as a being a like bad thing, right? Yeah, like as like the character and the movie both hitting that checklist of like, this is taboo and filthy and we're going to do it and watch me do it and watch me no do pan it. away. No, anything. Just... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And things that actually happened in the movie, cannibalism, not one of them, uh, animal abuse, definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. They have a sex scene where there's a chicken between the two of their bodies and they murder that chicken throughout while the, they're the, banging while it. While they're banging. Wow. And that's John, one of the scenes that is, you know, removed from some cuts. And John Waters <laughs> says, I don't understand what's so bad about this. I went to a farmer's market where they sold me the chicken in order for me to kill it. <laughs> like, everyone was okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> and after we killed the chicken, we cooked it and ate it because our uh, commissary budget was extremely low. <laughs> so we bought it. We murdered it. We did what we bought it for and ate it. Did, did he just, comment on this in the movie? Uh, the edition I watched had 15 minutes of him just talking about it afterwards. Awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so that was a little... Oh. And and that scene <laughs> like, goes he's on. not wrong. It's just the chicken. <laughs> you know, like we kill them like wholesale. It's got a brain the size of a peanut. Exactly. That's it. Yep. You chop its head off and it runs around for a while. <laughs> but you don't usually hold it by its neck between two people. Between their bodies. Like right squished up between their abdomens. Mm-hmm. During it, a sex scene. Is it possible that's the first chicken in, in a threesome? Probably pretty, no, pretty unlikely, no, no. I would yeah, to say. I, feel like we're I, thought, you, I thought you were like, is it possible that. it's the first chicken in like, the chicken and the egg debate? I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe. Maybe it was the first chicken. Uh, they basically go back and forth until Divine... So they're just like trading stunts at this point. Well, not, not even trading stunts, but like trying to get each other in trouble. Okay. Like... Divine has her birthday party, and a bunch of people do uh, all kinds of drugs and, like, circus sideshow type stuff okay. around. And there's a guy who shows that he can, you know, gape his asshole really l- manually. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh, good on you. I haven't seen that on the internet before. Wait, what? There's a guy at the Don't party say. who, like, gapes his asshole without using his hands. 
kind of opens it and closes <laughs> it. John, <laughs> like, John, John. Oh. Well, you were talking about not having seen Gaped Assholes, one of the like the classic fucking... No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like but things, he's using yeah. his hands. Bro. Like he was. That's what <laughs> he was He was a couple of googly eyes from being able to, you know, animate some dialogue there. I was... Wow. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> and then... I can't believe you didn't watch this, John. <laughs> and then... And then the the, the 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 couple calls the police on them mm-hmm. to like bust them for being lewd and doing drugs and stuff. So they murder the police and eat them in a uh-huh. cheesy, schlocky 1972 budget horror movie fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the scene. That, there are no repercussions after that. That's how they solve the problem. They, yeah, they devour the policeman. Problem mm-hmm. solved. Uh, so the whole movie goes on until Divine and, and her ilk win by capturing the couple, freeing their sex slaves from their basement, dragging them into the middle of the woods, calling the press to witness their trial, mm-hmm. which is a kangaroo court. Put on by Divine. Put on by Divine. Right. Uh, threatening the press that they must run this story, otherwise they will be the next people put on this trial. Mm-hmm. Tarring them, feathering them, and then executing them in the woods. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then they, the press is like, wow, thanks. Thanks for the exclusive. Good job. Uh, that was a lot of, that was a lot of stuff you showed us. Mm-hmm. They leave and then Divine and her ilk decide to leave the state and go set up shop somewhere else. Thank Fine. Well. And then John Waters, as the narrator, comes in and says, you have just watched the movie about the filthiest family of life. And the only way to make this movie is by having the filthiest actress alive. This is Divine. And she's walking down the street. And someone else is walking down the street with their dog. Their dog squats to take a shit. And Divine gets right up next to it as the dog is dropping a loaf. Still warm. And then the second it hits the pavement, she scoops it up and shoves it into her mouth, chews and swallows. And I knew this was coming. I knew this was a scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. The scene itself telegraphs what's going to happen. Like, you know. And I was still retching watching it. Amazing. Just dry heaving. <laughs> was it, like, imagine your wife being like, Scott, what are you watching? Don't come here. Don't come here. Don't, you don't want to see what I'm seeing. <laughs> Stay where you are. Yeah. It was just, um, wow. A celebration of life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then uh, I, the edition I watched had John Waters come in and talk about it and show the original trailer, which shows no... No footage, no from, footage the from the movie. Yep. And uh, some found footage. It was the precursor to Howard Stern. Hmm. It was the precursor to Jackass. 100%. Yeah. It was amazing at how thorough he was in putting plot points and scenes that were gross and disgusting. Anything that he could conjure up. Like, I can't think of a thing that he missed mm-hmm. hmm. in that movie. That was that would be gross and taboo to put into film <clears throat> for no money. Yeah, for nothing. Well, he, and, and it's, like, I don't know how much he got into it in, in the little vignette thing that you watched. But, like, there, he was, like, when we like, listened to interviews with him, he was just sort of like, we were relatively sure nobody was going to see it. <laughs> like, like, yeah. know, like, like, they're like, like, what are you even doing making this movie? They were like, they were like. No screens are going to show this at all. There, how how like, long did it take? Or how long? Yeah, like how long was the production of the movie? You know, uh, couldn't have been very long. Right. It must have been just a couple of weeks. But a movie that taboo 
definitely ran the risk of being seized and destroyed for sure, and, like, and was in like in I think in the UK or whatever it was like very illegal and yep. stuff. Like there was a number of countries that banned it. And also remember, you're shooting on film. Film's so expensive. Like you're like every cell that you're rolling, you're like maybe no one will see this ever. <laughs> you know, like you're just like that's got to be. Like, what do you like? The the it, the, it the was weird, an like, experience that I don't feel bad having gone through that I cannot recommend to very many people. <laughs> huh. I feel um, except for maybe John. Well, I mean, I definitely recommend it to John. This is right up John's alley yeah, because I know that you love being shocked and titillated in film. Well, but also in a, in a historical yeah. artifact way. Yeah. yeah, like if you liked being shocked and titillated in film, probably the, it, this is this is there's a root from that here. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like we you, you talked about this before we started rolling the podcast. Like, like there every I think scripted like scripted sketch of Jackass is John Waters. Yep. Like basically, like like you mean, maybe get the Bam stuff because it's just like that's like root is skate mm-hmm. videos, but all the Johnny Knoxville like anytime there's like a premise that is like executed, like you were saying the 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 destruction derby. Yep. Like just where he rents a car, destroys it, and tries to return it, and then yeah. Yeah. tries to return it very seriously, saying, uh, "I think you should actually pick up some of the cost of this. You can't expect me to pay for that." Flat out. Yep. Everything that he does is presented as. Like I did this like, completely outlandish thing, and and you, you have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And I mean, and Knoxville has said that as well too. Where Knoxville is yeah. like, yeah, he's like the John Waters. Well, didn't of they like, get him in uh, jo- yeah, in yeah, yeah. three or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. two. two. He has like a tiny little bit at the end, but it's it's. Well, yeah, he well he makes. Um... He he could definitely hang around that set and not be upset by anything that yeah, he's yeah. witnessed. Yeah. Well, he, it's, it's it's Jackass two where he was just he makes sort of, women he makes we men disappear, and now I will make we disappear. Boop, and then just like just flies in on top. And that. That is a Pink Flamingo sketch, too, just as easily as yeah. it is a, a, a Jackass. A jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you go back farther? Like, is there like an offstage vaudeville that tried edgy, like side, like extreme sideshow carny kind well, of? Well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, because I think Divine was already like a, a, an established kind of stage Comedian performer for nonsense. Performer, yeah, but I don't think you get rated X in the way that this movie goes. Right. Yeah. Oh, like okay. they they push. Did he talk about his his inspiration at nope. all in the, the nope. thing? Yeah. He he expresses shock and amazement that he never made some scenes. Mm. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, right on. I, I mean, so yeah, I guess. And, and again, historical value is like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and an honest to goodness physical reaction from me when I knew it was coming, when I knew what to expect, and it still had enough power for me to like dry retch. What a treat! I know. <laughs> <laughs> Watching it, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> it's in her teeth. Yeah. Oh. How do you rank this, though? It's like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm we've perplexed. got trauma films on there. I don't think it'll I, be too hard. Give it a, yeah, I mean, it goes, so I feel it automatically goes above any trauma film. Like, yeah. Like, I feel that that's like. Aren't, aren't the trauma films, in a sense, derivative? Oh, from yeah, heavily. Style? Oh, yeah, heavily, yeah, yeah. heavily. Yeah. And, and, but, and also, like, restrained by comparison. Sure. Right? Sure, like. Sure. Trauma films are kind of like nudgy, winky, gross-out like stuff, but, I, and also I, that and there's like a, the historical context. It's, when you were saying before that it was like all the actors are screaming at you all the time, like that's yeah. how I feel watching a trauma movie. But I don't feel engaged by the trauma. Well, you also you didn't say the thing that you said before we were recording that it, it, there is it's a lot of like boring and dullness. Yeah, in between no, it's, bits. Right. I can understand how in 1972 you could watch this mouth wide open going, I can't 
believe this would ever happen. Mm-hmm. But in 2020, I can't do that. I can be like, oh, yeah, I have seen this done in HD. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, willingly, in people's homes, putting it up on Reddit. So, where... Right. Like... Right. I feel the... the I mean... It sounds like a success for what it was trying right. to accomplish. But, but that's yes. it. But, but exactly. With zero production value. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. is it good? You know, like there's, that's why I'm like, I'm like, it. Like the way you're saying it, I was like, it, there's like a boost for like historical, I guess, significance. <laughs> like, but it's kind of like the room. So Ooh. bad, it's notorious. So notorious, it yeah, became its own thing. But also, really? but but I don't think, but the like. I would va- I would value something the, the that room, is so intent on pushing envelopes over just mediocrity like the room. The room yeah. the room pushed the 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 meme of Tommy Wiseau. Wow, yeah, which, Pink is, which is kind of pathetic toward compared to Pink Flamingos pushing the 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 edge of society. Yeah, exactly. That's that's it. Like like it's like the room has is 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 funny to watch and point as like an oddity. Like this thing was just like literally probably making people question everything about their life and what they know like anyone like can you imagine like just seeing that in 1972 you're like whoa yeah no definitely mind-blowing at the time it's getting mm-hmm. props for that but does not stand the test of time and we are putting in a list of of, of timeless movies mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. is it better than solo a star wars story well i'm looking a little bit lower than that i'm looking like london has fallen star wars episode three okay okay you're down there yeah Man, we need to sort this film. It's, it's, it's better than United Passions. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather watch a movie that is trying to make me throw up and almost succeeding, than a movie that wasn't trying to make me throw up and almost made me throw up. Mm-hmm. So better than United Passions? I don't know, man. It's, United don't Passions? forget, it's We're a bad film like... with no plot and no acting. Like when you're describing all of this to me, I still want to put it above Dark Phoenix. <laughs> or like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? Yeah. Like, all of that, those, are, those are like, those are failures. Like, yeah. like, they're like there is no restraint of like budget or like means and they fail. Exactly. You know, whereas, exactly. There, whereas this is no budget but succeed. There, there are long stretches of, of, of boredom. Okay. Right. Imagine. But the thing, like the Batman v Superman? Yeah. Like no, that one I actively think... was terrible. This just sounds like it, it was, it was trying to do something edgy and i i kind of there there are bad movies i think the spot might be between another wolf cop and dark phoenix that's like it's bad x-men apocalypse yeah it's above x-men apocalypse above underworld blood wars like but because like again those are like in my mind those movies are irredeemable no i can see that Can, can we just put the bottom four at return to nukem high volume one sure and i'll 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 say this the argument for putting it above Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. is everyone who produced Pink Flamingos looked like they wanted to be working on Pink Flamingos. <laughs> there and is no nobody. one who was working on Dark Phoenix looked like they wanted to be working on Dark Phoenix. So yeah. let's put it right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we get a little, I feel like this is like a bit of a bump for another Wolf Cup. <laughs> but that's it's what I'm saying. But, oddly but, comparable. But yeah. exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but like movies that are like, yeah, they're 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 sloppy and whatever, but people are having fun on them. Whereas that's like, I can't see like, like X Men Apocalypse, Batman v Superman, like X Men Origins Wolverine. Like, like those are movies where people don't even look like they're having a good time yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. the film. It was a, uh, it was an experience, mm-hmm. and I feel 
educated having watched it. I'm glad. I, I am too. I, I think, like, you guys kind of make fun of me a little for going in for edgy movies and whatever, but I like that coming out of it and being like, wow, that was an experience. Yep. You know, that affected me. I, I don't know. Most movies are just pointless amusement. You know? mm-hmm. John Waters did something. Yeah, he did. He did. And I, I even think the last scene with the dog shit doesn't work unless you've watched the whole movie. <laughs> like, I think it did add some kind of twist of the knife. Like a build. Yeah. Like, you're just sort of like, consider everything that you've watched, and now this. The finale. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is presented without a plum. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to track this. Now. Did you get it on, on Blu-ray or DVD or something? Uh, I found a website that was streaming it. Streaming it. Mm-hmm. And that had the extra features just tacked on to the video. Amazing. The I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to send me the link to that. Sure, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. into this. Debbie, we're watching something we're watching tonight. <laughs> Hey, man, she sat through a good chunk of Xanadu. Oh. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Completely different. Again, this movie is rated X. Like, easy, easy X. Not a... There was a 35-minute dance number at the end of Xanadu that was miserable. Right, there but was, I was going to say that also... There was a sex scene with a chicken that But did she, watch even, did she watch even moments of Tetsuo? The oh, no. no. Yeah, no, exactly. No. She, would, she just would get up and... Like, Bye. I didn't even try. Oh, did so, you try and watch any of it? No, I haven't. Oh, man, you should just try... Like, it's on Shutter. Just pop in for five yeah. seconds and see what it's I'll like at the it. start. I, I possibly... Well, right, right now, Scott is flashing me occasional uh, references to maybe worst movie ever. I don't know. Right. Do we I want, thought that's what's happening. Do we yeah. want to assign... John? Yeah, I mean, you can we got to catch up in the timeline. Unless you got a good one there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The first one? Like, but I've... I've I've heard it done before on uh, on how did this get made? The second one, though. The second one is very strange. So I don't know. Wedged, but wedged between the two of them is United Passions. <laughs> You're looking at the worst movies ever made. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right, I guess I'll just carry. What uh, what uh, what else is going on, guys? Uh, I mean, like, I think we can hit. We can we can assign. We can do better. We can assign John something in two hundred one. But I think we should debut our new segment. Okay. Yep. We're already. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the money zone. Once you yeah. get past the hour, you're in. The, the people the, have been waiting for the new segment. We teased it at the really? very start. Of you know? The, I mean, anyone who's episode. been listening to this episode said we're going to debut a new segment. Oh, right, right, right. And that's it. So now they're here. Mm-hmm. Scott, you're. I mean, this is your thing. How did it, it, it started? Someone was talking about Mount Someone Rushmore stole wrestling. it on Puck Soup from someone else. So. It was what was. Steal it so what was. Their initial one was what was the Mount Rushmore of wrestling? wrestling. Yeah. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? So to, to define Mount Rushmore. The four preeminent, influential, but not just influential, actual superstardom, the, the, the tent poles that carry the genre, the sport, the form of human entertainment. So not like actual Mount Rushmore, because like a, 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 the actual Mount Rushmore is not that for presidents, right? I mean, ooh. I feel you throw Kennedy on actual Rushmore. Yeah, probably. But it was like over Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like Teddy Roosevelt you're picking that one out though. <laughs> Lincoln, Washington, and Roosevelt are, are yeah, are hard they're up there. And then the yeah. fourth one is up for <laughs> when, when was it finished? Right, because maybe I don't know. I feel yeah, maybe it was like too soon. Yeah. So we've had this conversation a lot over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, over who would be the Mount Rushmore of action movies. Mm-hmm. Who would be the four individuals mm-hmm. who? defined and elevated the genre of action films like no other individuals. Mm-hmm. And lots of names got tossed up there. We went back and forth on it and, you know, I threw up Jason Statham. I thought, 
He's oh, good. Jefferson. Je- Jefferson, not Jackson. My bad. So, yeah, Jefferson's a good one, too, though. Mm-hmm. Kind of. There. Yeah. Those are good presidents. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason Statham. He has made almost nothing but action movies for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Some of them good, some of them bad. But, I mean, anyone who's ever made a bunch of action movies has made some bad ones. Sure. Um, Keith brought up Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Big action movie star in the 80s. Went on to be the action movie person on television. Also, he also, gets points for memeing. Also, also meme points. Memes are meme points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. One of the originators of the meme. Chuck Norris, tough. That's that's like that's that's like early internet human humor. Yep. Mm-hmm. But also, but derivative though of another, I think, um, possible nominee for the. Mount Rushmore of action movies because Vin Diesel was first. The Vin Diesel meme was That's first. Right. Yeah. When, when Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel goes swimming, the water doesn't get wet. He doesn't get wet. The water gets the water gets Vin. So I was before this podcast coming in. So the I don't think I. This list uh, includes Marvel movies. Can we just say Schwarzenegger like. is a lock? Yeah. Schwarzenegger is a lock. Schwarze- Schwarze- Schwarzenegger is, I think, 100 Indisputable. He's yeah. the Washington. Yeah. Schwarzenegger did the Terminator franchise, the Conan franchise, Predator, The Running Man, Total Recall, The Last Action Hero, True Lies, Batman and Robin. I'm throwing that terrible <laughs> one. Uh, he did, and he was in all three Expendables movies, even if they were in small to uh, supporting roles. Yeah. So, um, looking at, I just looked at the all-time worldwide box office for action movie. Unfortunately, all the Marvel movies are jammed in there, which I feel is actually kind of disqualifying. I feel comic book movies are not action movies. I feel like we can set that up for the comic book movie Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. And I did that a little bit with Clint Eastwood, who I considered for the action movie, and said, well, he's going to be in the Western Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. So, but, so looking at the all-time grossing films, in the top ten films... Highest grossing action movies of all time. There are only four movies. So like there's six Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And then there's two movies from a franchise that make up the other four. So there's only three franchises essentially represented on the top ten action grossing Ooh. movies of all time. The MCU make, takes up six. One set of movies takes up two. And another set puts up the other two. So the first two are the Jurassic Worlds. Mm-hmm. The new ones. The, the new, new ones, ones yeah. yeah. So Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. And then... Which again are like are they action movies or are they creature films? Those are action yeah, movies. But that definitely throws Chris Pratt up in the. It, it throws Chris Pratt up, but then the other films are quite obviously Fast and the Furious movies. Yep. Mm. So I mean, like that, those are that's that's Vin points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vin but also points, many uh, others. Right? Are, what, Vin and Rock. Yeah, because yeah, is it five to eight? Those top ones. It's uh, seven yeah. and eight. Yeah, those are ones that both feature the Rock, not one, two, three, four. Going Which down, so in. comic, 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 Transformers, Skyfall. Mm-hmm. James, where does James Bond bonds. go? Right. Which yeah. James Bond, though? Which so James Bond? I, I was thinking about this. I didn't have a whole list to bring. But the one thing I wanted to say was I feel like Jackie Chan has to be on there. But he's going to go in the Kung Fu one so easily. Yeah, but he Here, let me let me pick, 50 movies. Okay, so, let me so, pick my so, four. Okay, so yeah. we got Schwarzenegger as a lock. We don't need to go over that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone yeah. has done the Rocky franchise uh-huh. for 40 years. Uh-huh. The Rambo franchise for 35 years. Okay, hold on, hold on. There's been lulls, For a though. while, with a 15-year break. That's like being that. like, oh, the Doctor Who's okay, been fine. on yeah. for 50 years. No, six, there's like 30 six years Six movies breaks. now of Rambo? Five, six yeah, movies? Yeah, yeah, but there's yeah, long, yeah. there were long breaks of irrelevance in sure. Sylvester Stallone's career. The Expendables trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of those were big blockbuster action movies. Tango and Cash, Cliffhanger, Demolition Man, Judge Dredd, Assassins, Daylight. All of those... 
popular to good action movies that had good success in the box office. Sure. Three huge franchises for action movies. Okay, good argument. So, so, the, the, so, so, okay, it's like a Schwarzenegger's a lock. Like we're not even going to mess around. With I it feel like it's hard to knock Stallone off. Okay, like Stallone is is sitting pretty. Was, Next was your... up, hard to think of him as an action movie star, but Keanu Reeves did three Matrix movies, three John Wick movies, Point Break, Speed, Point Break, Johnny Mnemonic, Forty Seven Ronin, Man of Tai Chi, Constantine, and Chain Reaction. Okay, so The Matrix. John Wick and throw in Speed, which is a preeminent. Yeah, Speed, sure, Speed's sure, a video. My next one, and this was hard for me because I really wanted to talk about Die Hard because I love that fucking movie, but I put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in. But he is in the Fast and the Furious five, six, seven, and eight, and Hobbs and, and, Hobbs and Shaw. Shaw. Yep, he's in the two Jumanji movies, The Rundown, Walking Tall, The Scorpion King. G.I. Joe, Hercules, Doom, San Andreas, and Rampage. Yeah. As a long mm. list of action action movies that you have seen a bunch of, and if you haven't seen them, you're aware of them. And he's The Rock. And he's The Rock. Right. And he can make action comedy movies, still action movies. The Rock yeah. is up there. So um, things, like I can, I would weirdly counter your Keanu with Harrison Ford. Right on the fact that you are Indiana Jones and you're Han Solo, yep. Which I feel is bigger than uh, sorry, bigger than Neo and uh, bigger than Neo and John, John Wick. Wick is I Han Solo and and then you throw in Clear and Present Danger yeah. and Patriot Games. But he's kind of a terrible action star. Fugitive. The Fugitive. Fugitive was a very big action movie. They were good movies and they were good action movies, but he is not a good action star. He does not have the like. But I mean, but he anchors those movies. He's, he's Indiana Jones more than. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like he doesn't necessarily yeah. anchor Star Wars as Han Solo, but no. he's still one of the three big characters. Star in Star Wars, Wars without Han Solo is kind of a slog, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this your four? That's that's my four. my four was Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Reeves, and The Rock, uh-huh. with honorable Ooh. mentions to Bruce Willis and Jason Statham. Where do you put um, Tom Cruise? Yeah. Cruise is up there. Mission Impossible, Top Gun, like a million other things <laughs> that are action movies. Uh, really, though? The Mummy? The, the, <laughs> what do you call it? The Tomorrow movie there? That was really good. Oh, oh yeah. Die, live, to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Reacher. Yep. Like he's, a, like he's a Tom Cruise is a bona fide action star, like, without yeah. a doubt. I can't put him above Harrison Ford or Bruce Willis. Hmm. So I feel I feel your list is good. I think The Rock is correct. Uh, I, I'm not sure about Keanu. I'm not sure about Keanu. I think I, a lot of his movies could fall into the sci-fi or into the... Also, like, I don't necessarily like think of... They could have, except for three. Maybe. Right, Men of Tai Chi and, and a, like, a whole bunch of those. Were, I, w- were I would also tricks. even go as far as to say that... like. Neo could have been anybody. I think John Wick has to be Keanu, but I think Neo could have been but late stage Keanu, not, not yeah, really yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. But like, I don't think, I don't think Neo needs to be Keanu. Where in the in the same way that like the Terminator has to be Schwarzenegger yeah. and Rambo has to be like. Okay, I'm just gonna 
pull back on some words that you said about John Wick when you Ooh. put it into the top five. Oh, he's got this prepared. All time. It's the great. It's the greatest action movie ever made. There, but I'm like, or actually, okay. But then, then by that logic, I'd put Die Hard. I'd Bruce Willis would get it there. If we're going to go on one film. Then yeah, I can't. But we're not going to go on one film. We're going to go on bodies. That's work, definitely a like, temple, though. Yeah, it it is. But then I'm saying, but well, what about Vin? What about Vin, baby? Vin, Vin his 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 like movie franchises do not have the high level impact except for Fast and Furious. Except for Fast, except for Fast, Fast and Furious, which yeah. he has done eight of them. Yeah, and but he's not. He's in seven of them. He's not in two. He's or he's not in three. He's not in Tokyo Drift. Oh no, he's cameos in Tokyo Drift. Yep. He's not in two. He's not in one of them. <laughs> uh, I'm also like I'm scrolling down. Man, The Matrix Reloaded is. I'm trying to look for movies. The Matrix Reloaded is the oldest movie on this list. Incidentally, how did you way. feel about Kurt Russell? He didn't. He didn't get anywhere close. Interesting. Yeah, because he has a lot of. I mean, same like John Paxson, right? Yeah. Like Bill Paxson. Bill Paxson. Bill Paxson. John yeah. Paxson was a basketball player. Yeah. Bill Paxson. He's shows up in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Can I can I run you through the IMDb list? Of of top action movies stars sure so they go Schwarzenegger Stallone good call with that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it but you're you're very right there so they say three is Bruce Willis four is Bruce Lee who I don't really agree with he has a lot of good action movies but putting him up here in the likes of Bruce Willis doesn't make sense to me and he, then he has he he has such a cool presence and like two good movies yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, uh, that's that's the Jackie Chan thing too, right? They're like he's made 150 movies, like 10 of them are good. Well, he's also done an enormous lot of other stuff. Like he's probably a more recognizable star than anybody that we have given here, if you include the whole world. Jackie yeah. Chan is enormous, fucking everywhere. Yeah. Let me just run through the rest of the list because it's interesting. So five, they have Kurt Russell. I feel good about yep. saying him. Six, Harrison Ford. Seven, Chuck Norris. Eight, Mel Gibson, which is also a very interesting. Because yeah. we don't like him so much now, but he did a lot of good action movies. And then nine, Tom Cruise, and ten, Jackie Chan. And eleven Cannon Reeves, so we're we're not. Also, Mel Gibson, yeah, because Mel Gibson had the Lethal Weapons and a gazillion and Mad Max, Max. yeah, 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 that's worth a lot. Braveheart and the Patriot, Patriot (laughs) and Payback, which I still love that movie. I actually rewatch that every couple of years. It's still (laughs) so good. good. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson is a tough one. Like, I feel that that's like a little bit of the Tom Cruise thing too. Like, it's, it's some of the some of the shine of him as an action star is. Removed by the tarnish of his Which is real fine because we're carving their faces into a giant mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We don't have to put them on a mountain when they're bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I go Rocco Ravin. The Keanu is the only one I'm kind of yeah. not sure. So, but you've convinced me on Stallone and Schwarzenegger is obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, like Schwarzenegger and Stallone, I think, are without a doubt. I, I watch Tango and Cash every now and then, too. That's the Kurt Russell Stallone action movie. That's I don't a, know if I've seen it. That is a choice piece of 80s yeah. action movie. So are, are we are, are we locking Keanu? Or, like I said, he, Keanu's the only one that doesn't feel quite right. You can get Bruce Willis. You can get Harrison Ford. You can get Keanu Reeves. I think that's where the, the three... Bruce Willis? I would say Bruce Willis is the one out of those three. Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, and Keanu? Yeah. For, only for action movies, mind you. Because yep. Keanu Keanu earns an enormous number of points in other genres. Yep. Same with Harrison Ford. He's done a, a, a long string of, of dramatic roles. and Bruce Willis kind of, too. Later era Bruce Willis. Like, there's... Um, Do you a, does he shine? He's wonderful in Unbreakable. So here... Right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. Like, and, like, the Red movie is... Last Man Standing, Die Hard, Hard Red was a schlocky nonsense. That was fun. Fifth though. Element. Yeah. Fifth, Fifth Element. element. Fifth yeah. Element. Last Boy Scout was fun. That's a fun movie. Uh, Last Man Standing was fun. That's oh, a great yeah, that was, It was a remake of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimbo. Cop Out was garbage. Armageddon. 
Armageddon yeah. striking distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in Sin City, too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would put Bruce Willis over Keanu. Yeah. And like and saying that as, as someone who, like, like to me, Keanu is just on speed in John Wick. Like, mm-hmm. that's the... Don't don't discount the first Matrix movie. That Neo's fighting Morpheus yeah, but in the training room is a is an amazing. I, I'm not arguing, exa- but my point is is that with the Matrix, it's not. I'm not discounting it for a film. I'm discounting it for a Keanu vehicle. Like I didn't. Like, I, I don't think that the Matrix is served by Keanu Reeves. I think hmm. that it could have been anybody in Neo's role. Really, not the anybody. guy who had, the guy who had you could have put a Hemsworth in there. Like, there could have been a Hemsworth. You'd have been fine. I don't. I feel like after Point Break and, and Speed, he had kind of locked into like a stoic, not super fighty yeah. action movie star, and they made him into a kung fu star for sure. And I don't, I'm not discounting the film. It, it's a great film, and I would put it probably somewhere on my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I just don't think. And like it. as much as we like Die Hard, don't forget Die Hard Four and Five are out there. Yeah. Are they though? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I would, like I said, I would bump Bruce Willis for Keanu, and then I mean, I, I just want to make sure we explored every argument before we I just, carve them into a mountainside. Uh huh. Right. I, like I said, I feel Keanu is maybe going to be the like the, the Jackson, of, <laughs> the Germain, the Tito, the JFK. <laughs> He'd be the like, yeah, because I think they were like anyway. So just just for the re- for All the right, record, so let's 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 put this in then. Write it down. Oh. So while, so while we figure Stallone. this out, though, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Stallone so is in. Schwarzenegger's so, in. Washington was first, 1934. So he's our Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Jefferson was second, 1936. I think you got to put Stallone right next to Schwarzenegger anyways. Yeah. Okay. Abraham Lincoln was the third, completed in 1937. I uh, think that then that becomes uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis yeah. is our Lincoln. And then uh, it was Teddy Roosevelt. So it was... The, Ted Roosevelt, 1939, but also the closest to his presidency. Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson. Yeah, that's it. So, Schwarzenegger's Washington. Stolen again, sorry. I missed the... Uh, <laughs> Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Right, Jefferson. Uh-huh. Bruce Abraham Lincoln Willis. Uh-huh. And The Rock. Is, uh, Teddy. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. The Rock is... A, yeah. I mean... I mean, Teddy, yeah. Teddy was a badass, you know? <laughs> but, like, yeah, but that, like, that's crazy, though, because, like, Roosevelt... Got his giant face on stone 30 years after the end of his presidency. Dude, like, that's like contemporary level. Like, imagine you were like... Jimmy Carter. Man, what a man. Like, he... Put him on a mountain. He had passed away, because he passed away in 1919, and his presidency ended in 1909. Mm -hmm. But just so, like, 20 years after your president, they were like, let's put your face on a mountain. That's like... Have you read stories about him? He's like a crazy person. Badass. We had a drink in his Rough Rider bar. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, in the Alamo. (laughs) All right, so that's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we're going to come up with another... We're going to do other Mount Rushmores from time to time when we need to fill time. Like JRPGs or... uh, JRPGs, comic movies or comic heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, Kung Fu stars, like Western stars, I guess. Figure skaters. Figure skaters, Elvis Stoico. Zombie mythologies. Uh, (laughs) Zombie mythologies? Type of zombie? Yeah. <laughs> Draculas. <laughs> Draculas? Dracula. Hell yeah! <laughs> Kurt Browning. Uh, sorry, I was naming figure skaters. So. Right. <laughs> Isabel. Dorothy Hamill. Shut and uh, Lloyd Eisner. Mm. You know, duos, skating, mm-hmm. skating. I, I don't, I really. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> 
You know, like where this did they go? This was episode two hundred. It was episode two hundred. Thank you for uh, sticking with us, anyone who's listening. Hi guys, chair. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you, buddy. Yep. <laughs> oh. Bye. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the Internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. <laughs> 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.